Blog Talk Radio. So it's faith-based. So you're involved with faithism, not atheism, right? It was that you said, saying that you know, a lot of Christians, um, they maybe text or they maybe email you, and you know they was pretty much scared of you. And I said, oh, okay, that's valid, okay. No, I believe the Bible. I don't believe the Bible is saying that slavery is okay because it gives instructions about how to handle slavery. Andrew, that's faith. You just said you accept evolution, evolution theory. So that's faith. You got faith in a theory. By any chance, are you gay? Uh, what do you think about well, totes? Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me here again on the Atheist Roundtable. This weekly live call-in show about atheism, agnosticism, belief, non-belief, a whole bunch of other things that flow into your host's stream of consciousness each week at 11 p.m. on Sunday nights here on Ball Talk Radio. I'm your host, and my name is Andrew Garber. You should send me a friend request on Facebook. You should like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable. But if you really like me, if you're really thankful for what the Atheist Roundtable is, then go over to iTunes and leave me your oh-so-coveted five-star review. That's the way that you show your gratitude for the Atheist Roundtable, by going over to iTunes, leaving me your five-star review. That's what I ask for uh, for Thanksgiving. You know, the Thanksgiving holiday is behind us, and the, thing, and, and the Thanksgiving holiday is the, is the time of the year when we all stop to reflect on what we're thankful for. And one of the things that I'm thankful for is that my memory is getting a little better right now because right now I'm remembering that I have to say that if you want to call the show when it's live, then the number to call when the show is live is 347-838-8342. That's the number to call to be live on the show when the show is live. If you don't feel like calling when the show is live because 11 p.m. on Sunday is not the time when you're awake, then you can call 765-280-3066 anytime, day or night, any day of the week, and leave a voicemail for the Atheist Roundtable. There is no way anybody is going to answer the phone at that number because it is not an actual phone number. It's a Google voicemail line, and that's what you're calling, and then you leave me a voicemail. And then who, who knows? If you want me to, I can even play it on the air uh, if, you, if you like. It is a great time for us to reflect on our lives, to reflect on what we have, on, to reflect on the things that make us grateful for, for being alive. And I really think that it's one of my favorite holidays. It really is one of my favorite. It, it's a great time to take inventory of what we have, It's a great time to reflect on the things that make us happy and why they make us happy and and, and the people that are in our lives that give our lives such meaning, such purpose, such wonderful flavor that they do. It's a wonderful time to just realize how awesome life truly can be. And there are so many things, so many people, so many reasons to be thankful, especially for me, for me personally. I just, it's hard to put in a list all the things that make me so grateful uh, on this holiday. You know, I'm thankful that I'm alive at a time when there's the Internet, when the Internet is a thing, 
The Internet is how I do this broadcast, right? The Internet is how I'm able to make a podcast with no more equipment than a cell phone and a laptop. That is all the equipment that I have. And I still happen to have equipment issues from time to time. But anyway, I'm so thankful that technology allows me to share my voice with so many people on a level that that I can reach them and they can relate to me and I can relate to them. It's so awesome that the power of the Internet can bring people together on Facebook, on social media. These kinds of things played no small part in my apostasy. To be able to interact with people that I'd never met, who had no connection to me whatsoever, who didn't care if they offended me or not, when I asked a dumb, just going to give me straightforward answers as best they could, that interaction had no small part in my deconversion from Christianity. When I had a group of people that I could bounce ideas off of, and they would go, ooh, wow, that's just weird. Why would you ever think that? And I would have to go back and think, well, why do I think that? And then figure out why, well, maybe this is the reason why. No, no, that doesn't make any sense. No, I'm afraid that is a logical fallacy. No, I'm afraid you have used circular reasoning here. That was instrumental in my deconversion. And look at the impact that the Internet has had on religion today. We see as the Internet goes to places that it has never been, as people are able to reach out and connect with people who have differing views, fundamentalism becomes harder to hold on to. It doesn't go away. It certainly becomes harder to hold on to. I'm thankful that I have a job. I mean, I really am. Uh, I don't make a whole lot of money. Hell, I'm barely above poverty line. But I'm scraping by. I'm making ends meet, mostly. I'm doing okay. We could be doing a whole lot worse. And I'm thankful for the level of financial security that I have. I would love to have more, but I am grateful that I have a level of security that I know that I'm not going to be hungry and I know that my children will not be hungry, that's extraordinarily important. And I'm very grateful that um, I don't have to worry about that. I'm really so thankful for all of the support, the love, the out community that I have received from the atheist podcaster community, from the atheist community in general. The group I run by local atheist group has given me friends that are irreplaceable, that are amazing, that are wonderful people. I've met people that I wouldn't ever really talk to outside of a setting of an atheist meeting, of a time when we can get together, when we can laugh at ridiculous ideas and come together over a great game of cards against humanity. I would never have thought that these would be the people that I would look forward to hanging out with whenever we have a meetup. And now I can't imagine my life. I cannot imagine my life without these regular meetups. 
They have become an integral part of my social interactions. They are my social interactions. They are the time when I get out of my house and I go and I meet and I talk to people. That is the only time. And these are the people that allow this to happen. And they have allowed me to be myself in a way that I didn't realize was possible before. I'm thankful that I have the listeners that I have in this show. This show doesn't reach a whole lot of people. I don't have thousands of downloads every week, but I do have a few. I've got, you know, six. (laughs) I'll go with six. I get six or seven people, and that's awesome. That's great. I know I have regular listeners to this show. I know I have people that really enjoy the content I put out here. And I am so grateful to each and every one of you who have stuck with me, began the podcast, and are still here and listening to me ramble on each week with absolutely no script and absolutely no idea what I'm going to say until, well, I just said it. Uh, when I say that, that this is a stream of consciousness show, if you listen to any of my podcasts, you will notice that often I go off on tangents, I go way out in the field, and then I have to bring myself back because I went off on a tangent. It, it's a thing that happens, and it's me. And I get to be me on this show. I don't have to be a reporter. I don't have to be an interviewer. I don't have to be anybody but just me. I'm so grateful that I have found a community in which I can be me in a way that is so free, so uplifting. It's amazing. So I really want to thank all of the people who have helped make me feel so welcome in this community. I have an amazing family. I really do. I have a I have a truly amazing wife who is supportive and just just freaking amazing. Okay, um, some of you may have gotten to meet her at ReasonCon. It was our first atheist conference. We went to it together. She is absolutely phenomenal. I, I I'm so grateful to have her her in my life. I'm so grateful for my kids. My kids are amazing. I'm grateful that um, I can go ahead and announce this um, because I think, I don't know if this is official or not, but recently there was an on an atheist Facebook online conference. I believe it was Adam Collins who put it. I wasn't able to be a part of that first conference, but it looks like I might be able to be part of the second conference coming up in January. It's going to be the very first time that I've ever put a talk together for an atheist conference. Adam wants this to be a video, and I'm kind of used to an audio-only medium. That's really where I feel comfortable. And it's mostly because if you ever, if if I were to turn on my camera when I'm uh, doing my podcast, I am all over the place. You you can see it. You can see it if you look for the uh, video, the YouTube video, for Zachrelige, the Zachrelige cast with Zach Law, because I, my, my, my gaze isn't at a camera, right? Uh, my, I'm just all over the place. I'm looking at a wall. I'm looking at a floor. I'm looking at my foot. I, 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 I'm just everywhere, not like that. And that's just the way that I am. Um, I, 
I, I, I get just me. So doing a video is going to be um, interesting. Fortunately, uh, my topic is going to be atheist parenting. I did a podcast on that a while back, but I'm going to turn it into a video. And uh, my son, my 11-year-old son, has a three-minute spot in it. Um, I gave him a camera, and he said that I had to let him be a part of this thing and because I was doing something on atheist parenting, and he said that he had some experience on atheist parenting. He's going to be a part of it. Um, watch for that in January. I'll talk a lot more about that as we get closer to the date. But uh, it looks like I am definitely going to be one of those guys. And, um, yeah, uh, look forward to that. I'm so thankful that I'm going to be able to have that opportunity. A lot of times, with all this thanking and thankfulness, a lot of times, the first thing that ever that a, that a believer will ever ask an atheist, one of the very first things they ever say is, but how can you be thankful? How can you be thankful for the things in your life? Who are you thanking? Um, I heard uh, an interview that Bobby Carey did from the No Religion Required podcast, awesome podcast, where he did an interview with a pastor, and the pastor was doing a doing an assignment for a class. Okay, he's still in pastor school. I don't I don't know what is, I don't what is that called. I don't, he he's going to to pastor school and. He has an assignment. One of the one of the things that he needed to do was to ask these questions written by theists for theists. Um, they would like to get an atheist's perspective. Um, and one of these days, I need to go over to the No Religion Required podcast fan page and explain to Mister Bobby Carey how he got his answers wrong, um, or how I would have answered differently. He didn't get them wrong, how I would have answered differently. One of the questions was, the first question that a lot of people ask us, where do you get your meaning in life? How can you be thankful if you don't have a God? It's the same kind of question, right? I, I at least think it has the same kind of answer. I mean, back when I was a believer, back when I was a Christian, I thought that God gave my life meaning that the meaning of my life was to love and serve God, that the meaning of my life was to accept the love of Jesus, that all of these things gave my life meaning, that I had no meaning outside of this. And when I left religion, or when I thought about relieving religion, the immediately, well, if God is the reason I live, and I don't have any intention of not living after I stop it if I were to stop believing in God what's the meaning of life then? It has seemed to me that there were already people believing God and somehow somehow they woke up every morning and found meaning and purpose in their life. Somehow they didn't just meander through life in a fog of misdirection and, uh, and, and and blase kind of meandering, I don't know. 
they, they weren't doing that. They were living meaningful, purposeful. How could they possibly do that if loving and serving God wasn't their purpose in life? Where else would we get the meaning? This this meaning, this love and serve God meaning, was handed to me. It was given to me. It was, I was instructed that this was my purpose. If that's not it, how am I supposed to find it? Who's going to tell me what my meaning is going to be? Right? This, these are the thoughts that I had when I was a believer. These are the thoughts that believers have when they ask atheists how they can be thankful, where they're getting their meaning. If tells me what my meaning is, and you don't have a God, how do you know what your meaning is? Who's telling you? Where is it coming from? I don't think that if you think that God gives you meaning, if you think that you need someone to tell you what life means, I think then that we can at least agree that life itself has no intrinsic meaning. To ask what the meaning of all life is, right, Uh, all of the life, not just your particular life, but to ask the meaning of what all life is, is is a meaningless question. It's like asking what's the meaning of a car or a tree or a house. There isn't a meaning car or tree or house. Um, But instead, humans, people, assign meanings to those things. And that makes them meaningful. That car is my first car. It's the first time I ever went cruising around, experiencing the freedom having my own vehicle and being able to go where I want to go when I want to go there. That tree, I don't know, I had a picnic one day with family or friends or loved ones. That tree is where I carved an initial in or a thing. I had a tire swing. I'm imprinting my own meaning onto these things. That's my childhood house. I grew up there. There are memories there. These are things that humans assign to things. And that's what makes them meaningful. It's because humans assign these meanings to them. Without humans, the car is just a car. The tree is just a tree. There isn't any actual real meaning. It's a meaning that we assign to it. Looking there, we can all assign different things to a particular car. Yeah, sure, maybe it was your first car that you had, but it might also be the car uh, that, uh, I don't know, something else happened. Oh, I don't know. We can assign different meat, and that's good. 
But it means that the meaning that you assign to whatever, to a car, to your life, that meaning is defined by you. There's a lot of power, I think, that comes from being able to assign things their meaning. There's a lot of power that comes along with being able to say, this is what this means to me. There's a there's an ownership. There's something about uh, there's something about that that just when someone else is telling you what something means, seems that they're taking that power away from you. It seems like they're taking whatever it is that uh, that you're using when you assign your own meaning to a thing. It seems like they're taking that away and using that ability, using that power using whatever that is for the first time. When it comes to something as big and as important as your own existence, it can be a frightening ordeal. It can be something that you might shy away from. I mean, why wouldn't you? If for all this time, you thought that your purpose in life was simple and easy and spelled out, assigned to you from birth, by an all-good, all-powerful, all-knowing being. And then suddenly to have to redefine the very purpose of your existence on your own. It can be terrifying. It was for me. sure was for me. One of the most amazing things that I'm thankful for today, one of the best lessons that I ever learned when I was deconverting from Christianity. Was it okay to be wrong? It's okay to be wrong to revisit ideas that you hold to be absolutely true. It's okay to go back to them and say, yeah, let's take another gander. Look at that one more time. It's okay to re-examine things that you've thought were true forever. And it's okay if it turns out to be wrong. Even the meaning of life. Even the purpose you thought you had for life. You can go back. You can change it. That's okay. It's weird to me. When I scroll through my Facebook feed these days, it's weird to me that I see all these people uh, bashing Hillary Clinton. Maybe, and, and and don't take this the wrong way. I don't know if I truly support Hillary or not. Um, and, and and the bottom line to me is that um, I, I, I wish I could get excited about a Democratic candidate. But I'm so terrified of the Republican candidate, whoever it may be, that it, it, it doesn't matter if Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton gets the Democratic presidential nomination. It, 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 that person gets my vote because 
I can't give it to the Republican dudes. Or gal. I mean, you know, I guess there's not dropped out yet. <laughs> Don't know why. But um, I guess she wants to feed the comedy political podcasts. That must be what she wants to do. It, I digress. I think it's weird that I see people attacking Hillary for flip-flopping her position. Perhaps it is disingenuous. But perhaps she, like I, realized that her old position was wrong and changed her mind based on facts. Perhaps she realized um, she didn't she didn't have all the facts when she real when she originally came to a position. Perhaps she's just late to the game. What if someone were I don't know, in their late 40s, late 50s, late 60s, when they finally realized that religion was wrong, when they finally realized that God didn't exist, what if someone was in their late 90s and suddenly realized that they didn't believe in a God anymore? Would the, would the atheist community turn that person away because they flip up? What if it went the other way? What if someone on their deathbed, what if Christopher Hitchens had embraced Christianity? (laughs) What if if he had? Would we all turn our backs on him? Or wouldn't we realize that people do that? People don't always make rational decisions. Sometimes people let emotions get the best of them. And when we take the things that these people say and kind of evaluate them for what they are instead of looking for uh, reasons to criticize, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that everybody should be given the chance to be wrong. I don't I don't I don't think that we should um I don't think that we should attack people for being wrong, except for the fact that they are legitimately wrong. Changing their mind. Yeah. The atheist community would look really, really weird if no one was allowed to ever change their mind. That's all I want to say about that. That's all I want to say. I am so thankful that I have been able to do this show, to have the listeners that I have, to have the welcoming of this and the support of the atheist community, to have the, to have my family support me in the things that I do with this podcast, even my son who wants to be part of the video I'm going to do for the second Atheists at Facebook online convention. I'm thankful that I had the chance to be wrong. I'm thankful that I had the ability and, and the uh, and the internet, the information available to me to reconsider the things that I had held true since I was a child, since I was able to hold ideas in my head. I was able to go back, revisit these things, 
look at them again and change my mind. When I did, found life had a meaning, a purpose that was so much more meaningful, so much more purposeful, and something that I truly, truly could be thankful for. You guys are my family. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and for listening to it. Thanks again. Take care of yourselves because God isn't here. We are. Good night. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your email to andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. This podcast is the official podcast of atheists, humanists, and agnostics of the Wabash Valley. Find us on Facebook for monthly meetups. Music for this episode is provided, as always, by Dick Richards. Thank you, Dick. God isn't here. We are. Take care.